Welcome to edition two of the Spider Insight Podcast for the 2019 season. Glad you found us. Bob Black, along with Matt McAllister, talking some University of Richmond Spider football. A little bit later on, we're going to be talking Spider special teams football with the new special teams coordinator, assistant coach Bobby Maffei will join us as part of our Spider Insight Podcast. Matt, kind of uh, speaking of second edition, it's kind of the second segment of Spider football practice right now. They went the first four days, and now in this second grouping of days, the pads are on, and they're doing a lot more specified practice sessions now, aren't they? Yeah, the uh, the NCAA you know, has an acclimation period where you have to work your way up to full pads, and you know after the first four practices, uh, the fifth practice uh, was the first full pads day, uh, you know, because they've kind of taken that NFL approach where they go four days on, one day off, four days on, one day off to kind of work on different things and keep your body fresh throughout the, the grind of camp. Uh, so now we're in that second, you know, four-day period. Uh, the full pads were on, so there was obviously excitement for the players, you know. As Coach said, there's not a whole lot of difference when you add the the leg pads on, but uh, for some reason the the players get really juiced for uh, having those full pads on. So you you heard a lot more hitting, uh, a lot more pads popping, and and, uh, the other thing that they really started to do is dial on to some some situations, special situations today. Uh, They worked on two-minute drill, uh, offense, defense at the end of uh, practice. Uh, so able to finally start getting into a little bit more of the weeds uh, of camp and, and uh, work on some of those finer details and those special situations. You know, you talked about working your way up from half pads and helmets and shorts to full pads and the pant pads and the pant and all of that. Working their way up is another phrase I would use. For what I'm seeing, you've seen way more many practices than I have, but I feel like some of the guys who are newcomers – who we're really going to rely on, particularly those FBS guys. I always point to them. It seems like that's what Coach Huseman and his staff is doing with them, that they're working their way up into more prominent roles because they haven't been here until fall camp began. Yes? No? Yeah, Coach even said it. uh, We're not going to just throw somebody into the first-team reps. Uh, They have to earn their way uh, on the team, earn their way uh, to those reps because they haven't done anything here at Richmond. They haven't played a meaningful snap, as Coach likes to say. Uh, So you'll you see those guys starting to work their way up uh, on the depth chart, work their way into more reps. Uh, But in the early part, camp's camp's a a long haul, so uh, everyone's able to get those reps early in camp to kind of weed themselves out and and figure out, you know, who's going to be where. And I, I think you'll start seeing a lot more movement uh, after you get that first scrimmage this weekend. The one exception to that has been Charlie Fessler out of Northwestern, and the reason for that is because he was here in the spring and did go spring practice. But everything I've seen, when a quarterback needs to throw the ball somewhere, he's looking for Charlie Fessler. When the punt team is on the field, Charlie Fessler is on the field. That guy's getting a workout. Uh, the Spiders certainly getting out of him what they'd hoped to already. Yeah, you know, as the only you know transfer uh, FBS transfer that was here in the spring. Uh, you can all, you can see his comfort level uh, with the offense, mm-hmm. with the quarterbacks. Uh, they obviously trust him. Uh, he has done a lot of good things uh, in his short time here, and I'm uh, really excited to see what he can do this year. I think you know he came here looking for an opportunity to showcase what he can do. You know, ha- have a bigger role on an offense, uh, and you know Coach Durden has put a lot on him and, and going to give him a lot of opportunities. And in practice, he just he just has a knack of finding the open space. Uh, so I think, you know, on third downs, he's going to be a guy that our quarterbacks are looking at because he finds a way to, to get open. And then if the ball's around him, he's going to make that catch. 
Still a quarterback competition, though, right now, right? Yep. You know, Coach even said it yesterday, you know, those four quarterbacks are are getting equal reps still. Uh, They're all, you know, some have good days, some have bad days. You know, as he said, you know, the biggest thing is trying to protect the football. Uh, The quarterback that protects the football is going to be the one that's going to play on August 29th. Uh, So there's still a lot of competition to go, but I I think they're excited for what they see from all all the guys. Uh, They just want uh, someone to kind of take that lead at this point. All right, as part of our Spider Insight podcast, one of the things we really like to do is to bring either a coach or a player on with us so we get to introduce him to you, talk football, talk a little bit about what got him here, that sort of thing. And we're going to start doing that with this uh, edition of the Spider Insight podcast. And I mentioned Charlie Fessler, um, Matt, as being part of the punt return unit and special teams. And we're actually going to start with our new special teams coach today, aren't we? Yeah, we're going to bring in our new special teams coordinator, uh, Coach Bobby Maffei. Coach, welcome to the show. Well, it, it's funny how small the coaching world is. So I um, I was a GA at Temple for Coach Rule in 2014 and 15. Um, and the first year I was there, we went 6-6, six and six, got left out of a bowl game. The second year, um, we went... We won 10 games, went to the conference championship. We lost to Houston. And our offensive coordinator, Marcus Satterfield, ended up getting the Tennessee Tech head job in in Cookville, Tennessee, FCS school. And, you know, Sat had been Coach Houston's first offensive coordinator at Chattanooga. So I had actually met Coach Houston twice. Now he probably doesn't remember me because it was a really, really brief handshake and everything. But when I was at Tennessee Tech, I knew him. Obviously, I got to know Tennessee Chattanooga, um, working with Sat and everything. And then, um, you know, a year later, Coach Rule gets the Baylor job. He brings me back as a quality control coach, um, really doing the same job I did at Temple, just being off the field, more of that analyst role. Um, And then after two seasons, after this past season, um, the special teams coordinator job opened up here, and I had Sat call Coach Huseman. And, you know, four days later, I'm on a plane up here. I get up here on a Sunday night, me and him go to the Continental for dinner. And then Monday, interviewed for about three and a half, four hours. And he called me that Friday and said, I got a job and want to know if I can help him win some football games here. So I packed up my stuff and, you know, left my fiance in Texas. And I showed up here literally at four o'clock the day before uh, spring football started. But it's it's just funny how close the the whole coaching world is so Marcus Satterfield was kind of my in um you know and I I did a good job with him running the scout team defense and everything at Temple he rewarded me with a full-time job at Tennessee Tech to coach in the corners and then you know three years later he helps me get this job here and I'm just really excited to be here especially being back on the east coast close to my family and everything now that you're a veteran here at well, the <laughs> Richmond football staff, you know, you got that whole uh, spring and you're, you're starting the, the, your first fall here. Uh, just talk about how uh, your, yourself and, and the new coaches have kind of adapted uh, to the coaching staff and what you guys kind of bring to the program. Man, I tell you, what, it's been an awesome time. Like whenever you get five brand new coaches on a staff, it's, it's just really interesting to see all the different ideas that everyone's gathered from their various stops and everything. And, and coaches really welcomed all the new ideas from all the different coaches. And, and I think it's a really good mix of guys that have been here before know exactly what coach expects and kind of how we do things here. And then just like you said, kind of a, 
you know, an infusion of new ideas and new energy and, and some younger coaches that are hungry like myself and, and Julius McNair. Um, so it, it's been a really good mix and, and the coaches work really well together and we kind of all feed off of each other um, to talk about that energy that, that you're talking about there. Special teams coordinator, what type of philosophy, what type of goals do you have for special teams? What will Spider fans be able to see in one of your special team units? Gotcha. Um, so uh, Coach Usman gave me the opportunity to have uh, a chance to talk with the entire team on the report night, um, that first team meeting there. And I kind of went over my goals, but the philosophy is we, we call ourselves the NFL. And not necessarily because we're all going to go play in the NFL. Obviously, for a kid from Richmond, having great special teams film at Richmond is going to help raise their status in the eyes of pro scouts and everything, but it's more what the NFL shield represents. There's 32 NFL teams. If you do make it to the NFL, that means that you are the elite of the elite, the, the top 1%. So just trying to get it to where the guys, when they know that we go to special teams periods and when people see us play on special teams, our brand, we want it to be the NFL representing the eliteness of that shield. So that's what we're trying to get done here right now. Um, trying to, And I've always been trying to be a, a detailed coach, try to make things simple for the kids, try and be a great teacher um, and make things really, really simple so those kids can play fast. But, but I really hope that, you know, when people watch us, they see an elite special teams unit, a team that plays hard, plays physical, and then obviously is very fundamental and they do what they're asked to do at a high level. So that's really what I hope um, we get done there so but the NFL that's that's going to be our brand representing the elite of the elite for special teams units here and the other thing I've, I've noticed early on is uh, the importance that special teams has you know obviously fans look at offense and defense and mm -hmm. that's where they, they go to first but obvious but special teams can flip a game one way or the other yep uh, you know, every, every game so mm -hmm. just talk about that importance that you know quality special teams play brings to the team well I mean you guys hear people say it all the time special teams it's a third of the game so as much time as you de devote to offense and defense, you also need to devote ample amount of time for your special teams because if you don't put any time into special teams, then it's going to look like crap on the field. So coaches give me a lot of time between meetings, and then tonight we'll have our first walkthrough where I'll be able to walk through for somewhere between 45 minutes to an hour so we can get all those details down. But, you know, this first full week, we just finished our sixth practice today. Obviously, we had the down day on Sunday, but through the first six practices, we have all of our base stuff in right now for special teams. So our base package has been installed. We've taken a lot of time to work on the individual techniques and the fundamentals, which is something I'm, I'm huge about. Um, you know, like Sunday nights during the season, we're going to do a county fair, a special teams county fair, where it's solely devoted to the fundamentals for each of the big four units between punt, kickoff, kickoff return, and punt return. Because I really believe that, you know, a majority of your fundamentals traditionally for special teams are done during training camp. And then you never see them again during the season. But I, just using that Sunday night practice that we're going to have to, you know, don't even get the full unit out there, man. We're just working on fundamentals we're working on how to destroy a block on kickoff we're working on our footwork if I'm a guard on the punt team um, so I've always been a huge fundamental guy and, but I've got all my base stuff in right now um, obviously coach Houston runs the punt team that's his baby um, and and he's let me kind of coach that through his eyes and everything um, but everything base has been installed and then tonight when we go to our walkthrough we'll really start to talk about you know special situations like 
backed up punt, made a field goal, um, you know, kick after a safety. So we can start working now really situational football and, and really dial in on those fine details. It's funny that you use the NFL phrase because I've been out at Redskins training camp yep. for the last two weeks and I have watched them do everything that you are just <laughs> describing. Yep. Literally, as of yesterday, they were working on kick after a safety, that mm -hmm. kind of situational stuff. So you are certainly right on that page. Let yep. me initiate you a little bit <laughs> okay. and grill you a little bit. Yep. Give us some names right now. If we were to start the season tonight mm -hmm. for punt and kick return, who are the guys that are kind of battling for those spots? For the punt return, well, I've been, I'm super comfortable with my man Charlie Fessler back there I mean from when I got here in the spring to what he's done so far during training camp he is outstanding at tracking the ball down and making sure we secure possession of the football and more importantly not letting the ball roll on the ground and give up field position Charlie's done an unbelievable job tracking down the ball he is solid um, and then right behind him would be Isaac Brown is kind of the backup punt returner right now and then KOR man you know, you guys were number three in the country last year, led the CAA, so I'm just trying not to screw that one up. <laughs> but, um, but you know, there's some there's some guys with some juice back there between Aaron Dykes, Mylon Howard. You know, we got Devin Campbell back there looking to him as the off-returner, uh, you know, a physical kid that can, can clear the way and run the return for those guys. But, you know, there's, there's a few guys with some juice back there. You know, maybe Ty Thunderbird can work his way in there, but, you know, Aaron did a really good job last year. Um, I think Mylon's got some juice back there too so you know trying to pare that down here as we you know progress through this week and next week but, but there's a bunch of names really for that KOR pool that we're still evaluating but punt wise man you know Charlie and Isaac are really the top two guys back there for punt return and you know obviously coming into this year you know first time in a while that Richmond's had to look for a new place kicker mm -hmm. uh, with the graduation of Griffin trial mm -hmm. uh, just talk about you know that competition uh, that having that kicker you have three guys that are battling out here in uh, fall camp mm -hmm. well like you said th the three of them are battling out between Micah Breckenridge you got Duncan Trow and then you've got the new guy Jake Larson who was the late pickup for us recruiting um, you know right after spring practice had ended and right before we all got on the road recruiting for spring recruiting we found Jake Jake was going to be a preferred walk-on at Buffalo and you know we had a scholarship available for a specialist and coach kind of gave me the green light to go find a guy for us and and you know we're lucky to have Jake but all three of those guys are battling they've all hit the ball really well um, you know we rotate them literally every single kick so we'll go Micah Jake Duncan Micah Jake Duncan and I chart everything um, so it's it's an ongoing competition, and that's the same for place kicking in terms of the kickoff guy too. So just charting a where are they, how deep are they kicking the ball, and and also what's their hang time. You know if we're not going to reach the goal line, but but you know all three of those guys have had a few shots where they've been able to put the ball either on the goal line or, or a few yards deep in the end zone so far in training camp. And um, I got to make sure I do a good job keeping their legs fresh. That's part of my job is, is being their special teams coaches, making sure I get them through training camp and, and they're good for the season when they got to actually make the kicks when the scoreboard's on. And, and when we're playing meaningful football here in October and November, they're still fresh with their legs there. But all three of those guys have done a great job so far, like you said, battling. Bobby, I'm sure our audience and our fans can hear the excitement yep. in your voice. What uh -huh. kind of excitement are they going to see from you when you're coaching on the sideline? Uh, well, you know, apparently I, I've been told <laughs> today that uh, I'm one of the, the more energetic coaches. Um, it's a good thing. You know, you know uh, the defensive coordinator I worked for at Tennessee Tech, this guy Sean Quinn, had, had a great saying, man. He, he said, guys, when we coach on defense, man, let's just whistle while we work. 
Um, but, you know, I've, I've always enjoyed being on the field. I'm a coach's kid. You know, my dad was a head coach for 19 years at, the, at my high school. I played for my dad um, way back in 2006. That's how old I am now. Just turned 30 in January. Oh, um, so old. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and before that, my dad was a defensive coordinator at, at my high school for 18 years. Um, but, you know, I'm a coach's kid. I love coaching. I knew from an early age I wanted to be a coach, and, and now I'm coaching at, you know, a high academic school like Richmond that plays big-time FCS football, really in the, the SEC of FCS football. Um, so it's it's a great opportunity for me, and I'm just taking it day by day. And like you said, I, I couldn't be – I'm thrilled to be here. It, it's an unbelievable spot, great coaching staff. So, so that's really why I'm bringing the energy that I guess you guys see. I'm just being me out there, so – no, I definitely like I told you before. I thought you you know you're bringing the energy, but I think that the entire new staff is mm-hmm. kind of bringing that energy. Absolutely, uh, everyone you know you've mentioned Coach McNair, mm-hmm. you know Coach Lacey. They, they oh definitely, yeah, Coach Lacey. You know, shoot. bring a lot of energy. <laughs> I think if if we did a mic'd up with coaches, we'd have a hard time choosing which one would be the best one oh, to, to listen to. I'm sure we're all pretty entertaining in our own way there. So, <laughs> but no, I mean, between the mixture between the guys that have been here before. Um, with coach and, and the guys that just got here, I mean, it's we work really well together. We all feed off of each other, and and uh, it's awesome. It's it's competition every single day to see who's the who's got the best unit out there in terms of position group and everything. And that's something coach has been really big on this summer and this training camp is is unit accountability and having pride in your unit and who's going to have the best unit as coaches and and making sure the players take pride in that as well. So. Bobby, get back to work. Thanks for chatting with us, though. We'll do it again. All right, guys, I appreciate it. And I'll tell you what, Matt, uh, what an excitable young man Bobby Maffei is. I think our fans are going to like to watch him and his special team units as well. And he's got really a diverse background at all levels of college football, as he detailed in, in that first question we had with him. Yeah, I, I think Coach is definitely uh, bringing a lot of energy uh, to practice. Uh, all the new coaches are bringing a lot of energy. And like I said, I, I think there's just a new uh, attitude, new feeling uh, around the coaching staff and around the team this year. And the one thing that you observed and mentioned to me about special teams, not that we didn't do some of this in the past, but it just seems to be much more detail-oriented, whether you're talking about punt or kickoff returns or kicks. Well, you know, Coach kind of alluded to it, you know, mm-hmm. the, the new age, the, the analytics of it, and, and kind of breaking it down and being very detail-oriented. Uh, and I think uh, that's very good for our team, you know, to, to make sure we get down to those details uh, on our special teams because that will uh, prove fruitful as the season goes on. All right, we are recording the Spider Insight podcast, and we are posting it on a Tuesday. So what's coming up the rest of this week, as we said, through kind of phase two of preseason camp? Uh, you have a couple more days of practice this week uh, on Wednesday and Thursday, um, morning practices, and then the off day because we've gone four days. That'd be off on Friday, and then uh, Saturday will be the first scrimmage uh, of fall camp. Uh, Saturday night, seven o'clock, uh, here at Robin Stadium. Uh, as always, you know, scrimmages and practices are open to the fans. So if you want to see uh, the team in more game-like situations, uh, Saturday night, seven o'clock here at Robin Stadium. Uh, will be a good chance for Spider fans to be able to uh, see the team in action and see all, all three phases. Ironically enough, we will have to get a report on scrimmage from our folks and the coaches and maybe some fans in attendance will be able to pick their brain because you and I will not be here at the scrimmage on Saturday night. I know it's hard to believe a scrimmage is going to go on without us here, but it is, and we have what we think is a pretty cool and good reason that we're not going to be at the Spider scrimmage. 
Yeah, we're we are taking a trip uh, and going to visit the Green Bay Packers camp uh, to uh, check in with Sputter alum Alex Light, uh, who is uh, in a battle for uh, the offensive line starting position. I think you just said in the in the most recent two deep that came out, the first two deep of their fall camp, uh, he is listed as as the backup uh, on the two deep. So uh, Alex Light is definitely. Uh, Got in a great opportunity with the Packers uh, last year, made the team, and, and played a lot last year. And I think uh, he is uh, ready to make a big leap this year. We are really looking forward to that, and he's really quite a success story. I mean, I remember having him on when he was here at Richmond out of Salem High School down in the Roanoke area, was not very heavily recruited, and yet I can remember by about his second year at Richmond, our coaches were saying he had a chance if he improved the way they thought he would to play in the NFL, and, and they sure were right about that. Yeah, and he has definitely taken uh, that that opportunity uh, that he has with the Packers, and and you know there were some injuries that the Packers had in that offensive line that gave him the opportunity, and he was able to step up uh, when his number was called last year, and I think has uh, put him in a good position. So it would be great for us to uh, to be able to go there, check in on him. Last year we were able to check in with the Giants with uh, camp when we went to see all. Uh, uh, Kyle Letter and Kerry Wynn. Uh, so this year, uh, another chance for us to check on the Spiders and the Pros. And we're keeping our eye on a couple of other Spiders who are out there. Cortrell Simpson, of course, with Tampa Bay. And John Yarbrough, who I actually had on our morning show at ESPN Radio uh, as a phone guest out with the Cleveland Browns as well. Yeah, we have a couple others. You know, obviously Kyle Letter still with the Giants. Uh, this year, Kerry Wynn uh, made a move uh, in the offseason to the Cincinnati Bengals, signed a one-year deal. I think he is really looking to have a big year this year because that next long-term deal for him uh, has has the chance uh, to be one of those big deals. Uh, so, uh, and then uh, Winston Craig is uh, with the Pittsburgh with the Steelers, Steelers as well. Uh, so there's a lot of uh, spiders in the pros right now. All right, so keep an eye on all of them. As uh, we said, we'll be up in Green Bay this weekend and be listening and looking for our feature reports on Alex Light coming in the next couple of weeks, both on our Spider Insight podcast, on our social media, and on Richmond spiders.com so fans your assignment is to get out to the scrimmage saturday night and report back to matt and me and we'll have a full update on uh, next week's edition of our spider insight podcast uh, matt looking forward to traveling with you to green bay this weekend it'll it'll be a lot of fun uh sorry we'll miss the scrimmage but uh, i think our fans will enjoy uh hearing from alex light scrimmage seven o'clock saturday night at robin stadium our next spider insight podcast coming your way next week we hope you'll tune in then for Matt McAllister, Bob Black saying so long for edition number two of the Spider Insight Podcast.